Hi, welcome to 10 with Tom, where we grow spiritually 10 minutes at a time. And obviously, I'm not Tom, so this is one with Wayne. Um, and I mean not one minute, but one with me. On Sunday, we talked about, uh, asked the question, how does a good and all-powerful God uh, allow so much suffering? And, and I was so filled with a sense of talking to people that are way out there, that I, that I can't see and look into their eyes. And so... Uh, um, I just made the point that, that God's love is, is working backwards and, and bringing healing to us, right? Um, that God weeps with us, God suffers with us, and God redeems. If you missed that, catch up. But I thought I'd want to just venture a little bit into, into another thought around this suffering, that, that suffering provides us with an incredible opportunity to learn. You know, um, years ago, um, we sat with our leadership team, Mark von Straten and campus pastors and the like and we were away on a retreat and we said when have you grown most spiritually because part of our job is to help people grow spiritually right so when have you grown most spiritually and as we just told our stories and we hadn't come with a script right usually as pastors we like a script this was just us talking about our lives and it became apparent that for all of us that we had grown most most spiritually in times of suffering and pain um and so suffering is this incredible soil for growth. Now I want to make this point clear. Some people believe God brings suffering so that we can learn a lesson. Um, and I want to say that that is not true. The God we know of the Bible, the God we know in Jesus, wouldn't bring about suffering in order for us to learn a lesson. Less so, have someone else suffer so that we can learn a lesson. Imagine someone's lost a child. And you operate out of that theology which says, well, my child died so that I could learn a lesson. That's, that's not the God we know in Jesus. In fact, William Barclay, a theologian, once said uh, his children, in fact, his daughter and son-in-law to be, drowned uh, prior to their wedding. And someone wrote in to say, your children drowned because of your bad theology, your bad understanding of God. And his response was, your God is my monster because the God I know is a God who loves me and would never drown my children so that I could learn a lesson. So I want to make that clear. Uh, God doesn't bring suffering so that we can learn a lesson. Suffering comes our way. And in the soil of suffering, we can learn so much. Um, and I hope you've got that distinction now, right? So I want to read from Romans. Paul writes and he says, uh, Romans chapter 5 from, from verse 3, he says, and he's talked about rejoicing in in, in the saving and powerful work of Jesus, the grace of God, right? And he says, not only do we rejoice like that, not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering. Now, that's crazy stuff, hey? Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. So Paul's saying, we rejoice in our suffering. And, and, and um, if you're suffering deeply right now, might I say that it will be very hard to rejoice. But if you catch a glimpse that, that in this suffering, God is at work redeeming. And in this suffering, we can learn deeply. We, we can grow uh, in courage, in perseverance, in strength, and we can grow in hope. So in the soil of suffering, we can learn much. I say that 
I hope you see it as a little bit uh, hesitantly because I don't want anyone out there to feel that God is bringing the suffering upon you so that you can learn a lesson. I think I've tried to make that clear, but we can learn. My late uncle Ray Light, who lost his son, my cousin, on the uh, Angolan war and the border, and we're busy with wars now. I was thinking about that a little, but uh, he said the saddest thing of all is that people would endure such deep suffering and learn nothing. So then you've You've had the suffering, but you have learned nothing. So, so that for him was the saddest. Even in the midst of his own loss, he was saying, there's, there's, a, there's a place in which we can learn. So, what I'd love you to do, if you dare, um, is engage in a small exercise uh, with me. I've got a, my clipboard, right? I've got a little box of crowns, which I stole from Kids Church. <laughs> Don't tell them. And in the box are, believe it or not, crowns, right? Look at that. And what I've found is there's a beautiful exercise to call, you just draw your tree of life, if you like, right? And you use colors. So on your tree, black, for instance, would represent pain. So you just look at your life, right? Red would speak of love. Yellow would be achievement or where you have excelled and green would speak of growth uh, purple and blue we can throw away right they have no uh, significance in my life so if i drew my tree of life and i'm going to do it in seconds right generally my tree would be kind of filled with all kinds of love right but there are moments of pain. Um, the first real funeral I went to was my cousin. I was 20 and he was 20. We were in the army together. He died on the border and I had three months to go. We had three months still to do. And so I came home, carried his coffin and then I went back to the same border where he died. Um, so there's a lot of pain around that. Um, uh, I... Uh, would wrestle with that whole time of of war uh, of of carrying arms and fighting an unknown enemy which it all feels irrelevant right now but but that was a, a period of pain and struggle for me um prior to that though my university years wow school i just felt was full of growth and and achievement you know i was brilliant at school <laughs> If I say so myself, uh, academically and all of that, and school was a happy time for me. University, grew, then the army, right? Then I got married to Michelle. And man, despite living in the small town of Valcom, there was all kinds of love. Uh, we enjoyed that. We had our children. I see the children as my greatest achievement, right? One child, two child. Can you see my artistic abilities? Massive, right? And, and then... Um, through the struggles of, of, of early years of marriage and the like, I would say there was pain because it was like two people coming together. Uh, we don't really know each other. So I was a military man, then I was a civilian. In, in a matter of days, I was single, then I was married. I, I was uh, unemployed and I was gainfully employed. We were living in Durban, now we were living in Belk. Very stormy first year of marriage. So pain and green together. All kinds of green. Right. 
So I'm going to stop my drawing there now. But what I'm encouraging you to do is, uh, as Paul says, rejoice. we rejoice in our suffering because it produces things in us. It doesn't mean we like the suffering. It doesn't mean we think it's a good idea. It just means it produces things. Why don't you spend some time with green, black, yellow, and red, right? I'll remind you, green for growth, yellow for achievement, black for pain, and red for love. And once you've drawn your tree of life, ask, what have I learned along the way? Um, and pay particular attention to the black bits, because I have a sense they're wrapped with green also. So that's my thoughts for today's 10 with Tom, 1 with Wayne. Have a good life and catch you sometime. Have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never see you again. <laughs>